a perfect world. These are for you. Thanks, honey. They're beautiful. A perfect life. I would do anything for my girl. I love you, Lisa. I love you, Johnny. Surprise! He provides for you. Darling, you can't support yourself. I don't love him anymore. He didn't get his promotion. And he got drunk last night. And he hit me. It's not true. I did not hit her. Well, maybe you should have a girl, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I have one already. I don't know yet. We can't do this anymore. Johnny's my best friend. This will be our secret. Don't worry. You can trust me. We are expecting. <laughs> I'm your future husband. You sure about that? Please talk to me, please. You're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you? I need more from life than what Johnny can give me. She's a sociopath. She can't love anyone. There is no baby. I told him that to make it interesting. She's such a manipulative witch. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting our friendship. I treat you like a princess. And you stab me in the back. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Hey, Danny. Where's my money, Danny? Put the gun down. What the hell is wrong with you? Just shut up. The Room, a film with the passion of Tennessee Williams, directed by Tommy Wiseau. The best movie of the year. Experience this quirky new black comedy. It's a riot. Everybody to the Mayfair Theater podcast, episode twenty-three. I'm Andrew, and I'm Josh, and we're missing Mel at the moment. Mel is in a cab on the way here, and uh, we kind of held off a little bit, but we can only hold off so long because we have a movie this afternoon. So Mel will be here momentarily, and then we'll duck out right away and help her get ready for the matinee screening. Mm-hmm. So timing is of the essence. Yeah, it'll be a last-minute clock ticking down speed if we if we don't yeah. if we don't stop the podcast in time the podcast will blow up <laughs> that'd be cool so we have uh we should just jump right into it because we have an insanely packed weekend coming up yes and then week following uh we have three auto premieres plus another film on friday uh so it, it's a a rare nowadays back in the day we did more kind of quote-unquote midnight movies. Mm-hmm. But um, I think just because of scheduling and because another film that was fairly new and will appeal to one of our demographics became available, I think that got shoved in. Uh, so uh, a movie called Seven Minutes, which is a L.A.-based independent heist drama, mm-hmm. is going to premiere at 10.45 on Friday night, uh, Friday the 26th of June. And... That's kind of my favorite midnight movie, type of midnight movie, because often midnight movies are past my bedtime, but I can hold out for 1045, and mm-hmm. it's a 90-minute movie, so... And we rarely do 1045 screenings, yeah. or 1030 screenings. Yeah, so it's kind of like right in the middle, where, especially because it's a 90-minute film, you can come check it out, and it's not like starting to watch a two-hour film at midnight, so mm-hmm. it's like a little bit of a late-night film, but not too bad. Uh, and it has Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson and uh, uh, Jason Ritter. Mm-hmm. And the... Jack Tripper's son. Jack Tripper's son. 
and the, uh, the, the production company involved has been great about uh, in the magic of social media and posting about us and posting about the screening. They seem very excited about it. Uh, they've been doing fun stuff like posting photos of the theaters that they're in. Mm -hmm. So they posted four photos. One was a uh, Californian theater. One was, I believe, in Texas. Another one, I'm not sure it was, in us. And they were just saying, look at all the cool theaters we're in because we all kind of look different and old school. But um, yeah, I love the, my favorite, one of my favorite genres is the crime doesn't pay genre. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, is squarely in the center of that. Yeah, kind of a Reservoir Dogs thing where, you know, it's the perfect heist and everything goes wrong. Yeah. Everyone and, screws up. And there's like, you know, numerous Coen Brothers films are in that genre. Um, there's a Sidney Lumet film called Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Mm -hmm. that I really love, mm -hmm. and a, a Woody Allen film, a, a kind of non... No small-time crooks? Well, there's small-time crooks, but there's one of those... those Small-time crooks is really good. Non-Woody Allen, Woody Allen movies called Cassandra's Dream. Right, and we showed that. And it's with yeah. Ewan, and, Ewan McGregor and Colin Farrell. Farrell, yeah. I always get the Collins mixed up. <laughs> um, but it's a really... It's one of those movies where you're just, like, kind of likable characters committing a crime. Yeah. And you're just dying because you know it's going to go horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. And I think that's what seven minutes will be. Oh, and uh, A Simple Plan by Sam Raimi is another that's one of those. That's another, yeah. Just ordinary people who get greedy. Yeah. And it just blows up in their face. Okay, exciting news. Mel has entered the building. Hello. And uh, <laughs> that means that the podcast will not blow up because we'll miss a deadline. We had some, some worry that the podcast might blow up like the speed bus if we didn't get it done in time. <laughs> not as funny when I repeat it now, but... Uh, okay, so we just talked about seven minutes, and uh, I was saying on the polar opposite side of things, we have uh, I Am Big Bird, the Carol Spinney story. I believe it's Spinney? Spiny? Spinny. Spiny. Spiny doesn't sound right. No. Double N. Yeah. So I Am Big Bird, the Carol Spinney story, which is about uh, the, the brilliant performer who has been uh, under the Big Bird costume since... I think 1969, 1968, something like that. For a very long, long time. Long time. And he also does ours, Oscar the Grouch. And I don't know why Oscar doesn't get a shout out in the title of this film, because you think they could have called it Big Bird and Oscar or something like that. But, but Big Bird... Apparently there's a dude who's been gunning for the position for 20 years. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> He's probably some youngin who's only 50 years old or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, some rookie. Some rookie, yeah. Because Carol is... I don't think he has any... He, he's going to be like B.B. King or Christopher Lee. He's going to die on the job, essentially. Oh, man. You know, like, and... Uh, but there's a scene in the trailer where he's in the Big Bird... Like, he's Big Bird on a unicycle, which is nuts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because that means if Were you... Were there extra-large pedals? I don't know. but Or if it was an extra-large wheel, I'm not sure. But if you, um, if you, you know, ruin ruin the magic of it and imagine it's... Carol in that costume with an arm over his head to so perform. He's steering with one hand. Yeah, with with balancing with one hand, another arm full up over his head. Only seeing how he's going, like blind. He, but like <laughs> apparently he sees everything via a screen that's like strapped to his chest. Yeah. But everything is backwards, so he's steering backwards it's with crazy. one hand. That's crazy. I can't. That's the most impressive thing he's done in his <laughs> career. But it's what Sesame Street's so interesting because it's. Like, I haven't watched a front-to-back episode in years, but on occasion while babysitting friends' kids, I've caught it here and there. Or with 
kind of the internet magic, you can go to like the Sesame Street website and see, you know, Conan O'Brien or Jack Black or or whoever do their little sketches, which are Robert De Niro, Robert, which are better <laughs> than like Saturday Night Live stuff sometimes. And so this iconic show has been around for since 1969. Yeah, generations of kids watching it. And so this documentary is a tribute specifically to Carol Spinney. Um, and, you know, there's footage of Jim Henson and Frank Oz and all kinds of interviews in it and a real kind of behind the scenes of, of one of the most important shows in TV history. And, uh, but I remember my, my Sesame Street story is my first, my first, what's the word? My first association, my first kick of, of death was Sesame Street because there was a character called Mr. Hooper who has been gone forever. So like mm -hmm. somewhere in the 80s, Mr. Hooper died and they decided to incorporate it into the show. So Big Bird had to be told about death. And I guess it kind of makes sense because a lot of kids have grandparents who die or whatever. But I just remember being wrecked because Mr. Hooper was gone. And, and a lot of kids don't know Mr. Hooper now because he died 25 years ago or yeah. whatever. But it's, it's, that's a real part of the, the Sesame Street legacy of, of they'll do kind of heavy, important things sometimes like that. They could have when, when yeah. just ignored it. Yeah, or like recast Mr. Hooper or something like that. Um, and so, all, so we have this documentary, and we're also playing, because we didn't have a packed enough weekend, we're playing Follow That Bird. On back 35. On 35 millimeter, yeah. Yeah, so if you're ambitious or, or you know, Come see Follow That Bird, and then you have a couple more chances to see I Am Big Bird in the following days. But if you want, you come see it back to back, and I think that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. And Follow That Bird was the... First Sesame Street movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got many of the Muppet performers. I know Ert and Bernie, Ert and Bernie are in it. Bern, yeah. Did you say Ert and Bernie? I totally said, said Ert and Bernie. Bernie. <laughs> Uh-oh, uh-oh, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Ert and Bernie. That's my new favorite thing to say. Bert and Ernie are in it. <laughs> and, and a whole bunch of SCTV cast members, because I guess it was shot in Canada. And so it has Joe Flaherty and John Candy. Um, and then has I think Chevy Chase is, Chevy in, Chase it is in it. Young Sandra Bernhardt is Sandra in it. Sandra Bernhardt, yeah. So like a lot of, a lot of comedy uh, giants. But for, for those of you who were curious about 35 millimeter, which we've talked about in the past few podcasts, this will be one of our rare 35 millimeter presentations. The first since Eraserhead. The perfect yeah. double bill, Eraserhead <laughs> and Follow That Bird. Uh, but, but it's a really, it's one of those movies too that I remember that I, I'm not even sure, but it, it's not a movie that a ton of people have seen, even though it's 30 years old. Like this is the 30th anniversary by happenstance. So a lot of kids, uh, if you have a kid who watches Sesame Street, this might be the first time they've seen it. So it almost acts like, you know, kind of that timelessness of it's a, a new film. I think that Lee bought this for Anna, his daughter. For his daughter, yeah. yeah. So I hope she can make it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's fun. I, I would love if, if it was viable for us to play old kid stuff more. But it's always difficult to kind of fit it in or if it's even in existence or available. So it's cool to be able to show it. And it's difficult, too, like when we played Hook. Yeah. Not very many people came out. And that's, yeah. you know, I wonder it's why. not a cartoon, but <laughs> hey. Mel will never forgive anybody. Anybody for no one showing up to Hook. But it's weird because Hook has this 
following. Yeah. Because I listen to Doug Loves Movies podcast. And it's a, a long-running gag where if they have, like, a Robin Williams or a Hook reference or whatever, people in the crowd will chant Rufio. Amazing. And Doug Benson doesn't isn't a fan of Hook either. But but knowingly that, like, if you're a certain age, you're a fan of Hook kind of yeah. thing. But So it, it does have a following, but just we didn't have... But the same thing happened with the movie from my youth, Goonies, when we showed that. Yeah. Nobody showed up. Mm-hmm. And that was a movie that... But a lot of people love that movie. Oh as yeah, well. and like social media feedback and like the buzz just around the theater and 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 patrons and stuff like that. Like I totally thought there was going to be a lineup around the block of of Goonies patrons, and then instead it was ten of us and you know five of us didn't pay. You know, like yeah. we were. It's, it's like five people. That just happened with. Oh, what did that happen with? We were here the other night, and it was a movie that didn't garner a big crowd it might have been Jackie Chan but Lee was here I was here Ian was here so like three of the owners were here yeah and then there was a couple of other like friends of the Mayfair who kind of get snuck in and a couple of things so it was like oh there's 20 people here but uh 10 people have VIP cards or whatever yeah so yeah that, that that's why when we say stuff like that like whenever people want us to show fill in the blank I think Mel, you've often said like, well, if you could rent the theater. Yeah, and, and that's like, <laughs> like, honestly, the best way to to play stuff that, that would not do very well for us is yeah. making sure that all your friends come. Because it's like, it's totally different when you're like, dude, it's my birthday. Yeah. Come watch Hook with me. Yeah. <laughs> you and, know? and the math isn't too bad, because for 500 bucks, 500 bucks is a lot of money, but for 500 bucks, you could rent out the theater, and if it's a private screening... Mm-hmm. And we don't advertise it on the marquee and stuff like that. It's considered a private event. Mm-hmm. And so you can just watch whatever. And if it's a public screening for a few hundred bucks more, but if you think you could sell a few tickets, you could have a public screening and then if make more money on top of that, yeah. you could pocket a couple bucks. So like, if you're like super confident that you think you know, Critters would be a great get for the Mayfair, <laughs> you know... Have a little, uh, you know, do a little fundraiser amongst you and your friends and then have an event, you know? Couples have, uh, like, just to give an example, a couple rented the theater on a Thursday night for a 9 p.m. private date night screening of Natural Born Killers. Yeah. A couple did that in Orleans as well and played Kiki's Delivery Service Mm -hmm. because it was her favorite movie. Just just a private date night. Yeah. You know, Natural Born Killers, you can't get more romantic than that. A couple did that for a proposal, Mm -hmm. and I completely forget what movie it was, but it was all like surprise, right? So I was working the manager shift that night, and, and so the thing was like, he had to bring her in without her noticing, so get get to the, our little lobby, walk past that, go into the theater, sit her down, and have her not pay attention that there was a completely empty theater. Yeah. And then he proposed, and then they watched whatever their favorite movie was. And, but man, I was so uncomfortable, because... What if she says no? Everything worked out fine, but all I could think of, it was... You know, so this was like, you know, a, a, a real couple who had been together a while and was actually in love and all those good things. But all I could imagine was, what if it was a guy who was on like his third date with this girl and he was just oh my God. like, all I could think of was that. And so I was just jumping the gun. Yeah. And so I was standing here like where we're sitting right now recording the podcast, like behind our little Muppet wall. 
just kind of trying to stay out of the way, but kind of looking and making sure that there wasn't like a slap about to happen or something. And then when everything went well... Like, what's the plan B movie? She yeah. says no. Yeah, if she says no, do you sit here by yourself and watch When Harry Met Sally or whatever it was? <laughs> <laughs> like, just weeping into your popcorn? All right, because that, that has happened in public events before, and famously it was at, I, maybe both, but either a basketball game or a baseball game, and somebody did, like, the Jumbotron proposal, and then the camera hit the, 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 the couple... And it didn't go and well. She's like, uh, yeah. I don't even know you. And, and she like left <laughs> and he's just standing there. And I was like, oh my God. And, and my brain is like, take the camera off of him. <laughs> take yeah, the yeah. camera off. So it's happened, you know. <laughs> cut like, to Spartacat. Yeah, cut, yeah, cut to the mascot. But yeah, so luckily we've never had a disaster like that. No, but, no. Only good things happen at the Mayfair so far. Knock on wood. Yeah. Well, I would say, like, so I'm right in the midst of all my, my wedding planning. Yeah. Of, of which the Mayfair is the, you know, here's what you do. Be a partner at a movie theater and sink your life savings into it, and then it means you get a free venue to have your wedding at. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely financially viable. Uh, but so we've been talking to, like, getting the photography figured out and getting the cake figured out and getting all that figured out. So it's been coming up in conversation about the Mayfair as a venue with all these different people. And... We always talk about, you know, if you're getting married at the Mayfair, you think it's because you like the Mayfair. Or even if you're not like a giant movie buff, you, you like the community, you like the, the, the fake stained glass windows, you like the curtain, something about it. Yeah. But I believe we've only had one lovely bride or organizer who said they didn't like the alien. There's been more than one. There's been more than one, yeah. And, and yeah, Mel had, Mel had a, an issue there. Managing a wedding where yeah. a major hiccup where I had no idea that they wanted the alien covered until yeah. like the day of the rehearsal was it the day of the wedding she was like uh, you guys are covering the alien right yeah <laughs> uh, it takes a lot more work than that yeah because it's kind of unsafe and weird to get up there and it's really you know the alien is much taller than the balcony itself which is as high as the ladder will get yeah so, and you, and you realize it's bad luck for your marriage to cover up the xenomorph I think so yeah, I think that, yeah yeah. Well, and then you have a, a seven-foot-tall Charlie Brown ghost up in the, in the balcony it's, it's, instead. It's worse like, to cover it. And, and we also so have Martin Cove. It's just, like, barely yeah. an option, you know? Well, and, and really, like, grandma and grandpa probably won't even... Like, I know people who are it's alien nerds. Photos. Yeah. It's never in the photos. It's, you know... I know people who are alien nerds who have been here numerous times and then got pointed out that it was standing there. Yeah. You know, so it, it really does blend into what it was designed to do. And as long as, yeah, you just don't point your camera up there and you're fine. Yeah. But because most people get married here, they do it because they want to play geeky music and put their names on the marquee and... Yeah. They want to have the movie theme. Yeah, that's all part... Or, like, some people have, have really... And, and nowadays, I mean, the exact same technology or the exact same buttons you're pushing to edit your kid's ballet recital is what they're using to edit Avengers. Yeah. Like, their computer is bigger and faster... But it's the same thing, like like the little timeline you're looking at and editing on, the kind of cut and paste aspect of it. So now people are able to kind of do cutesy little wedding videos or do whatever and kind of use the screen for that. But yeah, that always, it, it would be like, I don't want to sound like sacrilegious, but it's like if you got married at a church and were like, yeah, I want to cover. I just want to cover up Mary. <laughs> you're you're yeah. going to cover up Jesus, right? Yeah, you're going to cover up that guy on the cross, right? We, we don't want to, we don't have that. 
having a non-religious wedding? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you cover up the stained glass windows? I don't and believe in movies or aliens. <laughs> you're gonna swap out these pews, right? I don't like to look at these pews, but yeah. So like, I could understand somebody like not wanting it, but like, we have so many kids movies here, and very rarely does a kid even notice it. Like, yeah. Like, so like, when a bunch of kids are coming here to watch a cartoon. They're not crying because there's a big scary alien in the Once corner. Once in a while, a kid will notice it and will come up to me and be like, "Excuse me, yeah, why do you have this?" Yeah. <laughs> with so many question marks in their voice, uh, and it's just like, well, yeah. you know, it's movie related. But sometimes kids have like really big imaginations, and so it's fun to tell them that we have him trapped here. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they're like, "Oh, cool!" So if he goes outside, then he starts moving and attacking people, and you're yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And kids, kids like that. Like it's. Kids like, you know, you're not going to sit a kid down in front of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but there's always that, like, kids like that kind of Halloween-y, scary, yeah. certain kind of Saturday morning cartoon scariness kind of thing. So I think, you know, a kid who's scared of that is probably just as much as, like, an adult who's scared of that. But but it's yeah. part of the, like, it's, it would be like if somebody came in and went, like, yeah, can you take down that Han Solo in Carbonite? would be like, uh, no, that's, that's a lot of work. I don't want to be looking at that while I'm saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, we should just put it, like, in the contract. Like, <laughs> like, the alien and Han Solo are there. Too bad if you don't like it. <laughs> We're, we thank you for your interest, but you'll have to go elsewhere. Yeah. If, you want, if you want the uh, alien removed, you deserve to be annulled. Yeah. Or, like, you, <laughs> yeah. Just, you just pay for your own guy to come in and cover it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wedding. Everything gets charged. But then I don't know. I don't want our stuff to get broken. Yeah. But that would look even worse because yeah. it'd be like, what, what's being covered up up there? Yeah. It'd look That's even... what happens every single time it's covered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, that's, that's two premieres. So the other premiere is Face of an Angel. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's another kind of... based on a um, semi-recent murder case. Yeah. Is it like one of those... based. Like kind of like a Law and Order episode where they, they lie in the front text and go, this is not based on a true story. Mm. It's coincidental if it comes as a true story. And then you watch it and it's totally based on a true story. It totally is based on a true story. Yeah. It's based on a book that's based on the oh, Okay, case. yeah, yeah. Um, but the case, they changed all of the names. But I right. keep, um, from what I've read, it's like... The case of an American years. student accused of murder in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Inspired yeah. by the book Angel Face. Yeah. Which is inspired by the... I don't Amanda Knox case. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. I don't know what to say now. You've seen behind the window. We just had a hiccup in the in the uh, in the, in the timeline as we were recording the podcast, and we tried tried to professionally come back with nobody noticing, and we all totally dropped the ball. <laughs> we were talking about that it was movie, a true story. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Amanda Knox case. Yeah. Where. I don't even know, but a jealous boyfriend murders. It's a filmmaker and a journalist uh, investigating this murder case. Thriller, yeah. I'm always interested, like, true stories happen really fast sometimes to come over to, to film. Yeah, that wasn't very long ago. No, like, even, like, back in the day, like, I think the, um, like, Capote stuff, I think, had a Capote film relatively close to yeah, it. Yeah, pretty, pretty close to the book. Uh, and, and more modern stuff, like, whether it be, like, uh, I, I think Titanic had, like, like it's like and and um, 9/11 kind of disasters like that like yeah. happen like pretty fast to the real life and sometimes like oh man isn't it like too soon to do this yeah, but yeah especially when it involves conspiracy theories or stuff like that yeah 
Or Which like, I don't think this is, but... Or like right now, I just happened to listen to the Nerdist podcast with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and mm-hmm. he did a Snowden movie with Oliver Stone. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. coming out relatively fast. I mean, that... And we just showed the Snowden documentary, yeah. right? The documentary is incredible because it's, it, it happens so terrifying. fast. Yeah. And it's terrifying. And it was like, at the end, people were like, oh, I got to change my password on my... And I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like you have to move away to the woods and cover all your stuff in tinfoil. Yeah, anything short of like taking all your money out of the bank and hiding it under your bed, like it just seems like if somebody wants to get into your account, they're gonna get into your account. So and yet we need passwords for every stupid thing we have on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah. So so that's our third premiere. So three premieres, and then on top of that, also squeezed in uh, a seniors quote unquote seniors film. Mm-hmm. Seniors romance. Uh, I'll See You in My Dreams, starring mm-hmm. Blythe Danner. And Martin Starr from Freaks and Geeks. That, mm. that was the name. It's so funny. It's generational, right? So that's the name that jumped out to me, yeah. where Blythe Danner, no disrespect to her, is like, oh, Blythe Danner is a respected actress. I, rec- I recognize her name, but I, yeah. I feel like... Gwyneth Paltrow's mom. Gwyneth Paltrow's yeah. mom. Apple's yeah. grandma. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Martin Starr stuck out to me. Yeah, Martin Starr is, is someone who... Because of Freaks and Geeks, and, you know, we don't want to talk about TV too much, but it's not going to hurt, but, like, Freaks and Geeks was me, you know, except except Freaks and Geeks was, like, you know, a decade or 15 years earlier, but, yeah. like, Star Wars, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, very uncomfortable around girls, the whole thing, that that was the show that, and at the time it was, like, the, the anti-90210 show. Yeah. But, yeah, so seeing Martin Starr in a, in a film, we, we screened a zombie movie a little while that Martin Starr was in as well. Um, it was like Martin Starr and two or three girls and... Is it Zombieland? No. No. Yes. Was it Warm Bodies? Is he in No. That? I totally forget what it was. But yeah, we, we screened a zombie movie that he was in as well. And it was like he and a couple of girls were like American zombie hunters and they took a... Oh, I yeah. They took a trip oh, over... Oh, it was a sequel. It was Dead Snow 2. Dead Snow 2, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. blank because he wasn't in the first one. So it was like a whole bunch of new characters were in the second mm-hmm. one. But... But yeah, so Martin Starr is the name that pops out for me on that list, uh, but it but it has a big kind of ensemble of character actors, and it's I believe it's Bly- Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman, yeah, yeah, who's not known for you know soft romantic fare. <laughs> yeah, Mary Kay Place, Malin Ackerman, and Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, who's the best. The, the voice. The true question is: Is it mustache Sam Elliott or non-mustache <laughs> Sam Elliott? I think it's mustache. Because this movie's about, I think it's, uh, Blythe Danner is, um, I don't know if she's widowed or divorced, and she she's wants... She's living on her own. Mm-hmm. She, she wants to get back into, or she reluctantly starts dating again. Well, yeah. Martin Starr starts hitting on her, and somebody else starts hitting her. I don't blame him, well. she's a good-looking <laughs> woman. Yeah, but then she's like, ah, uh, okay, well, like, I sort of like these guys, but... Um, do I even want to start dating again? Oh, it's a love triangle between a really young guy and Sam Elliott? Mm-hmm. Oh, That's Sam Elliott's going to win that one. I don't know. <laughs> because I think there's a part in the trailer where she's at the pharmacy looking at, you know, beauty products or something. And but what then if she decides to just move into the retirement home with all of her friends? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. So you that's know? the, that's the, uh, the conflict there. There's a dilemma there. here. There's two yeah. dudes and all of her friends. <laughs> and it's a very new, like it's a 2015 film. Which I have a feeling is probably why we booked it because it's it's so new and we got it so f- quickly. Yeah. And which is it's funny. Uh, uh, two beloved friends of mine were complaining about the monthly schedule, the lack of the monthly schedule, and and we hear it every so often. All the yeah. time. And yeah. they, and and but I was like, 
this is why, because we could book this this senior citizen romance in the 11th hour, which also, will probably get like, in a good crowd. Our wall of premieres. Yeah, and, and it's in any time. Man, after we screened, I worked for one of the Jaws screenings. Mm -hmm. And really good crowd, really fun crowd, clapping and screeching and, and being scared at all the right parts. But afterwards was this like, army of people interested in Mayfair-related things, which is always nice, but I was kind of like, I gotta go pick up popcorn bags. <laughs> but somebody was asking uh, if we were getting Jurassic World, and they were kind of um, naive, which is fine, that it's just not that easy for us sometimes. Like, we don't just make a list and go, here we go, we'll there's our now. shopping we'll list. Yeah. yeah. So I said, I'm sure Jurassic World would be on our want list if we can get it at a certain time. If it continues to make a billion dollars a week, it's probably going to be in theaters a bit longer and then probably hop right to, to DVD, Netflix kind of land. Yeah, which, like, but I mean, we might get it around that point. It's yeah. Like later on in the summer kind of thing. But I basically yeah. said, like, I wish I could give you a yes or no, but it's not that easy. So, because yeah. so many people are nice about, like, we want to wait and see it at the Mayfair, and then I feel bad if we don't get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I said, if we don't get it, it's because of like just look at the main page of our website and it hasn't slowed down because I we keep on booking another movie or two a week for premieres. Yeah. So there's like whatever, 15 or 16 on the main page of the website and like tomorrow we'll have three premieres and, there's a whole, yeah, there's and a, one new movie. Yeah, so, there's a whole other list of movies that are like coming soon that yeah. are pending. And I just sent Lee three or four that he was sending emails to folks about. So, like, it, it just doesn't stop. Like, it doesn't slow down. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it's not that easy, unfortunately. Like, I, I would love to watch certain big Hollywood blockbusters on this screen, but then sometimes you're like, oh, we have the senior romantic comedy, and you're just like, oh, that'll do really well. Because mm -hmm. we screened... The last really mainstream movie I think we screened was Kingsman. Kingsman, yeah, and it didn't do great. It didn't do very well. But no. Probably because everybody kind of saw it already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it came out. It, it had been out for months. Yeah. yeah. So, so if we can get something quicker or different, and or a, a new different genre film, like instead of a horror film that's been in the multiplex for a while, if we can get Wormwood or Babadook, those do well for us. And yeah. we're premiering Dope. <laughs> This, Dope. this we, new yeah, movie. That, that's hot off the presses, yeah. From, was it like a hit at Sundance or something? Yeah, one of our friends on, on Facebook who who annually volunteers at Sundance, which is so cool, mm -hmm. um, he saw it down at Sundance and had, if I'm not if I'm not lying, I believe he said it might have been his like favorite movie at, at uh, Sundance this year. And so we've got the auto premiere of that coming up. And uh, it's, it's, it's like um, number five at the U.S. box office right now, I think. Yeah, and I watched last night's episode of Conan this morning, and the actress from it was on Conan. So who's in this? Zoe Kravitz and... Uh... A lot of unknowns, a lot of uh, new actors. But but the, the, the young actress who was in it, I think it's like her, her you know, it's a low-budget film, but this is like her kind of breakout role. But the fact that a film like Dope is getting uh, interview play on Conan is pretty cool. So it, it's going to get a lot of buzz hopefully in the next month before we screen it when it's screening down in the States and other places like that. But it looks really... I, just, I love the tagline. It's hard out there for a geek. So what's it about? <laughs> what's it about? I, I think it's about... It's, about, it's kind coming of... Coming of age thing? Coming of age, kind of like, I would say maybe the... Like an anti-Boys in the Hood where it's, it's 
it's a trio of, of young uh, black kids trying to stay out of that dark world, but it's a bit lighter in feel, and it's kind of geeky kids, and it's kind of a mash, they said it's like a mashup of like, you know, the brains of Neil deGrasse Tyson and MTV and kind of, so there's a lot of hip hop in it and rap culture. But I think it's basically a coming of age story about uh, three black kids in, I think, California, but I'm not even sure about that. It looks like California. Looks like California. Or like Florida. Geeks in the hood. Geeks in the hood. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I think it's hard out there for a geek is, <laughs> is a reference to that kind of thing as well. Just when you thought it was hard for pimps. Yeah. <laughs> But that's an example of something that we just booked like a couple days ago, and I, my, my, my most proudest moment with that is that I managed to, we always get stuck because a poster will have a premiere date on it, like it'll say June 20th or something like that. Yeah, it's and then our, the worst. I yeah. like the coming soon posters, Yeah, but they're usually teasers. And then our banner will say July 24th, and sometimes it's hard to kind of cover that up without it looking weird. Mm -hmm. So on the program that I use to mock up these posters, there's a thing called Band-Aid. This is very exciting for the listener, but there's a thing called Band-Aid, and you basically kind of, kind of click on some of the blue sky from the, um, from the dope poster, and then click over the date that says coming June whatever, and it disappears, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it totally worked. It's like miracles of modern technology. I'm sure like once upon a time that would have like taken some like computer expert getting paid $50 an hour to like do like three hours to do something like that, but but yeah, so we got that figured out. So that's a that's a nice step in our advertising campaigns. Yeah. But yeah, so dope is a, is a little while away, but it's you know another example that we keep on booking these premieres over and over again. July twenty fourth, it starts. Yeah. And then did was, we talk about cereal? No, no, we didn't. God, okay, so uh, we're the doing the most fun thing ever is happening this Saturday. Yeah. So to wrap up our our podcast this week, probably we'll this, talk this about, Saturday being the twenty something seventh. So yes. if you're listening to this right away... There's two super fun things happening on Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday, June 27th, <laughs> starting at 10 a.m., uh, we're doing our sixth sixth Saturday morning cartoon. I think it's the sixth. I always lose track. <laughs> the somethings. Yeah, and it's so three hours of, of retro cartoons, uh, commercials, wear your pajamas, and eat lots of cereal. And yep. it's it's become this, like... You know, I'm always happy when anything does well, but I'm so happy that this continues to draw a crowd so we Every can time. keep doing it. Yeah. And the ratio of somebody was saying like, oh, people get dressed up. And I'm like, yeah, but if, if, if whatever the math is, it's like 20% of the kids are in pajamas and 80% of the adults. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's that skew. If by getting dressed up, you mean not getting changed in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You can just come straight from bed <laughs> in your yeah. pajamas. Yeah. Pajamas, not, pajamas, yeah. not like a, a wife beater in boxers. <laughs> not my dad's we'll pajamas. We'll accept you so long as you're clothed. That'd be great, somebody stumbling in with like bedhead, just wearing boxer shorts. <laughs> with like, not even shoes on, just kind of like. Hey guys. Hey guys, you got cereal? And I went for my. <laughs> Somehow I, I picture yeah. handsome Mark being that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always a little disappointing because I go and I buy. 50 boxes of cereal, and, and that's basically, that's, you know, the, the simple math of the tickets cost a bit more. Number one, because it's three hours of programming, so it's the equivalent of a double bill. And number two, we have to buy a whole bunch of milk and a whole bunch yeah. of cereal. So I went and bought 50 boxes of cereal, 
in, in, in this giant shopping cart and nobody cares, you know? And, <laughs> and, and so I, I kind of go through and I'm like, uh, uh, five boxes of Frosted Flakes and five boxes of Fruit Loops and five boxes of Mini Wheats and five boxes of this chocolatey cereal and I just do that. And Maybe then, they think you're donating it. They, I, I mean, I'm like sure some people do that. Maybe, or they just think, you know, I'm sure like um, a summer camp program or yeah, whatever. I'm like still. Or you're just I'd this, be curious. You're just this horrible person donating <laughs> pure sugar to the food yeah. cupboard. <laughs> or it's just me. I'm just hoarding it. I just need that <laughs> much cereal. But and, and the the funny thing is, one of these days I'm gonna because I, I I travel on to the down to the states at least once a year to do a little little trip or something. And next time I go, the only thing is transporting it back. So we should spread the word of if like any of our patrons are going down to the states and want to buy a few boxes of American cereal for us, and we could reimburse them. That'd be fun to get like Fruity Pebbles or Cocoa Crisp or um, Frankenberry or, yeah. or these. They don't have Fruity Pebbles. They used to. Here they in used Canada. to. They don't. They they don't have Fruity Pebbles or or Cocoa Pebbles. And Cocoa Pebbles are my favorite. There's, there's I remember a, eating those as a kid. Yeah. There's a no name brand that comes in a bag. Right now, I really want to eat cereal. Yeah. Now we're, <laughs> we're gonna go down to the down to the basement and break I'm just into the start cereal. Eating, yeah. So you guys better show up. And uh, but like without exaggeration, it's fifty boxes. And then sometimes we is have to. Is that enough? Well, sometimes mm-hmm. we have to go and hop over to shoppers, and you know, mm-hmm. I try to be thrifty and cost effective, so I'll go and try to get cereal boxes on sale and, and get that kind of thing. But then sometimes we just run out and have to run over to shoppers. And it was the first year we did it. We like nobody expected, so I think we got something no, like we were thirty. Sure. We're yeah. like thirty. That'll be plenty. And we had to then go and buy another twenty or thirty from Shoppers, shoppers Drug Mart. Yeah. Sometimes at full price because they ran out of the sale cereal. Yeah. We bought all of those. The guy it was making fun of us all day. And it must have been so we confusing. We shelves and we were just removing. It yeah. was just like you could just wheel that over yeah. and pull you straight up. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully now 50 uh, will be enough. And and what did I got three boxes, three or four boxes of like, it's weird. It was more cost effective to buy the smaller boxes sometimes. Mm. But I got three or four boxes of Giant Lucky Charms, which is the equivalent of like two and a half boxes. Yeah. And the same with um, Reese Reese Peanut Butter Puffs, which is like eating Reese Peanut Butter chocolate Oh my God, stuff. they're so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the funny thing, we'll have like people like Fight Club for these or something, but <laughs> there was only two... No, please don't fight. No, no, yeah. There was two boxes of limited edition uh, Trix Bunny cereal. Yeah. That was it. That was all left on the shelf. So those, like, I almost feel like we should like... I don't know, do a trivia contest or like best pajamas or Give them coolest kid. Like somebody, those are going to be like the ones that people will be dying to get, you know. But I, I think it'll be fun in the future. Yeah, go down and get some. Because there, there's one co- the Cookie Crisp, I think it's called. And, oh, they're, and they're, they're, their mascot's like a werewolf or like a, like a, mm-hmm. or a wolf. It's, it's McDonald Land cookies. <laughs> That's all it is. It's like little McDonald Land cookies. And I was like, and they have like a stamp on it that says, you know, uh, uh, six essential nutrients breakfast, and I'm like, so weird. like no, this can't be, this can't be good for you. When <laughs> I was a kid, my mom used to uh, like all the last cookies in the in the in the bag that you get at the grocery store. She'd put into her cookie jar. Yeah. And once like those cookies were mostly depleted and it was all broken mm-hmm. bits and stuff like that, she'd put all of that into a bowl and put some milk in and eat that. Yeah. So I feel like that's the same thing. Yeah. Well, that's like a thing that was on again, second time mentioning Conan, but there was there was like one of those crazy hipster chefs on Conan who has like a dessert bar. Okay. And one of the things they did was take 
like I'm sure not off of, not like leftover beer and like pouring it into a big vat, but like they would take the leftover, they would okay. do some concoc concoction with the cereal, take the cereal milk, and use that to make baked goods and milkshakes out of. So it was like this condensed, oh, cereal milk? yeah, this condensed oh, cereal milk milkshake. Like that a people have eaten out of. I, I don't think so. I think what they would do is they would take, say, like Just 40 boxes of cereal in a big, like, chef's cauldron. Stir it up. Stir it up. Strain it. Strain it. <laughs> and make that into, like, a cake icing or something. Wow. Yeah, and and I remember Conan took, like, a sip of a milkshake, and it was like, you know, just like, bam. It was, it was like eating, like, 20 boxes of sugary cereal at the same time. It with, like, Fruit Loops milk, I think. Yeah, or, like, like like Cocoa, Cocoa Pebbles milk More or something like that. Yeah. yeah, like, or, like, Reese's. Well, the biggest thing I, I always think is I bought 50 boxes of cereal and not one had a toy in it. Yeah. Whereas I, I don't even think my childhood, like even when I was in college and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure toys were still in cereal. My favorite thing as a kid was a Ninja Turtles ring that I got out oh, of a Shreddy's yeah. box. Because if we had had 50 toys, we could totally give those out, you know? Yeah. But now, and I think it's just people being cheap, but I think I think that does not exist anymore because they're like, oh, we could save a nickel for every box if we don't put in that Ninja Turtle ring. And also, internet code. All, all, yeah. the, all the stupid kids were eating the toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, when I was a little kid, the toy was inside the bag with the cereal. Yeah. Then it went outside the bag. Yeah. Then they stopped doing toys, and it became like they put in a DVD. Yeah. Or a... Um, there's like a code, code yeah. To the inside of the box, but yeah. now there's like a code on the inside flap, and if you collect six codes, then you can maybe yeah. win a chance to get a something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember getting a couple of actually like cool movies via that, just them giving them away as I a think free. I still have a couple DVD, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, so sadly no toys, but we will have plenty of cereal. Uh, wear your pajamas, and if you miss this one, we will, with all intents and purpose, purposes, hopefully have another one back. Um, I don't know, at the end of the summer or something Closer like that. Closer to the start of the school year. Yeah, so like early September or something like that. Because um, that kind of seems when it's falling into place is like September, or sorry, Christmas time, March break, summer, summer. And then Christmas time, March break, summer, summer. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, Rocky, Rocky Horror, Horror Picture, Picture Show. show oh my God, we got to, okay. That night at 11, well, 10.45. Oh 10.45, 10 the Rocky Horror Picture Show with the Absent Friends Shadowcast. Yeah. They're awesome. Um, Anybody who stays for every movie all day gets a trophy. <laughs> I'll, give, you, I'll give them my Little League trophy that I yeah. totally didn't earn. Because what is that? Car cartoons? Big Bird, Big Bird. Uh, I'll See You in My Dreams, Face of an Angel, and Rocky Horror Picture Six Show. movies. So if you could stay for five movies and three hours of cartoons... You will get a Little League trophy from Andrew's youth. All of my respect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, it'll be the Shadowcast with the awesome live performers, and uh, yeah, it's uh, one of the Shadowcast's last oh, performance. Retirement. He's moving to the other side of the world, across an ocean. Wow. So there's that happening. That's no excuse. I guess he'll make it back. Which means that uh, there's only two of the original Shadowcast members left. Whoa. But I think that's a testament to Sam's training abilities. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, maybe we should wrap this up so we can uh, let people in to watch a movie in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, got popcorn. Okay, uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll uh, see you in another week. All Bye -bye. right. See you later. Get more out of life. Go out to a movie.